Thank you for listening to another inspiring message from The Movement Church. To find out more about The Movement Church, you can check out our website at theocmovement.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The OC Movement. We're glad that you made it here. For those of you that are new, my name is Carrie. This is my beautiful wife, Megan. Good morning. We have the privilege of leading this church, and we're some of the pastors here on staff. We're so glad that you made it. Man, you chose the right Sunday. And before I even dive into anything, I want to tell you about something exciting that we are launching live today. I'm excited to present to you our very own Movement Church app. Come on. And uh, everybody get your phones out. You can text the word app. To the number on the screen and go ahead and download that. We have that for iOS and then for the rest of you that have the worst phones on the planet, we have it for you as well. If you have a flip phone, you can't get the app, but just kind of pretend. But uh, our app has everything you need in it. It'll have all of our sermon series saved there. All of our podcasts will be stored there. Um, actually, if you're taking notes today with us in the service, we don't have it in version. It's in our app and there's actual fill in the blanks within that. So it's pretty awesome. And then it'll have all of our updates. We're launching a YouTube channel yep. later on this year. Everything so our, you need to know. Everything. Our reading plan is in the app. And you can actually click on the links and, and read along with us so you don't want to miss out. It's going to be awesome. Check it out. And uh, take some notes this day. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be awesome. Well, listen, you are here for the right Sunday. Come on. I am so excited that you came to the Movement Church this morning. And for those of you who are new with us, we just want to say welcome. Um, Today is what we call Vision Sunday. And so we are unpacking the vision for the Movement Church. So this is going to be a great opportunity for you to hear a little bit about who we are and where we're going. And so we're so excited that you're here. But we've been finished finishing out a series called Forward, and it's all about the church. It's all about God's plan for the church. We believe that the church is God's plan A, and he doesn't have a plan B. We believe that the church is such a crucial part of what God wants to do in our world today, and the church is not a building. The church is people. That means the church is you. And so we're so excited to celebrate this morning. As we're celebrating Vision Sunday, we think it's appropriate that we look back and celebrate the things that God has done. And so I just want to take a minute and celebrate you. Because whether today is your first day with us or you've been with us for the seven and a half years that we've been a church, you are a part of what God's been doing. And so I'm just so excited to celebrate. You know, last year in March, we launched our first international campus. Come on, that's worth a hand Come clap. on. The Movement Church Otandweni. And, and it's in Southern Africa. And it has been such a privilege to launch a church campus across the world. And these are some of our kids that are there. You know, not only do we have a church campus there in Otandweni, we also have a care point where we feed 400 kids a day. And many of you sponsor the children that are there at that site. Some of you have gone with us to meet those kids. Hey, wait, push pause. Push pause. That is <laughs> our day one of our church that launch, is. which is about to celebrate its first anniversary. That's right, March 24th. And uh, they have roughly uh, between 100 and 130 people showing up every yeah. day, every Sunday. And our pastor who's over there, he and his wife just had their second baby boy. And, He's uh, so cute. Adorable. He's so cute. 
Yeah. Yeah, we're so excited. What an honor it is to be a part of a church. Your lives are impacting the lives of people you may never meet. Yeah. And so I just think that's worth celebrating. You know, we also want to celebrate each of you and the role you played in our serve day last year. Come on. Last July, we had like 200 of you gather. I think that is every a lot of the people in the room. And we gathered here to disperse throughout our community to serve our community because we believe God has given us a part to play in this community where he's placed us. And so we had people, I think that was, um, they were making blankets for kids who are, are cancer patients right now. And, and they filled these buckets full of toys. I mean, it was so fun. All of our teenagers did that. And we had an outreach in the park where they, they cut hair and they just did some different things for the people that were there. There's Maria cutting some hair. And uh, we just uh, are so honored that you chose to play a part in that because your lives are making a difference in our community yeah. right now. And so what an honor it is to be the kind of church that makes a difference in our community. We also had our Give Hope store, our Come second on. Give Hope store this November, December. Yeah. We had... We had 585 people go through our Give Hope store, which this place was packed. This entire stage was full of presents, and we got to bring in families from our community that would not have had the opportunity to celebrate Christmas if it wasn't for your generosity, yeah. if it wasn't for you showing up and making that day happen. And so I'm just so proud of a church, our church, hey, that is making on, push, a difference. Look at that. Look at I those smiles. That. Look at the smiles on that. I and mean, we had to send people out with a U-Haul truck to go buy more gifts. And, they shut uh, down Walmart. The we, computers we at Walmart shut, shut down. literally shut down. I think it actually started the coronavirus. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But what a cool thing. Yeah. We didn't even know if we were going to hit 500 or not. And we had almost 600 yeah. total. So, so cool. Insane. You know, last year, we also launched our student movement Come on. at Union Market. <laughs> That would be one of our youth leaders We right have some there. students in here today. <laughs> hey, we launched our student movement, and, and they are meeting weekly, and they're growing and impacting the teenagers in Orange County, and I'm so proud of the leadership that is there and our students that are there. They're making a difference in their community. We also had our first ever She Conference yeah. last year. Come on. We had women from all over Orange County and really Southern California show up and gather. And let me just tell you, not only was it so much fun, but honestly, the presence of God just was there in such a real way. And um, it was amazing to see what God did in the lives of our women. That was just so cool. You know, last year, we also launched a third service. Come on. Come on, somebody. I'm doing the part where you get to clap the whole time. It's so That's much right. fun for me. We launched a third service. You are in the second service right now. There will Which still be... Which is packed. Some of you need to check packed. out our Good other job. two services. Just throwing that out there. That's all right. But, you know, the really cool thing about this is we felt as a church a mandate to expand and to make more room for more people to come and find the hope that is found in Jesus. And so we did. We took a leap of faith and we did it. And I'm, I'm proud to say that this year our attendance has increased by 36% since this time last year. And listen, that's not just about numbers. The cool thing about that is every number has a name and every name has a story. And we're seeing people's lives impacted because we've created space for them. You know, our connect groups are amazing. And 42% of our church are actively engaged in connect groups, which means that they are finding, they're finding life change through authentic relationships with one another. We really believe there's something powerful that happens when we connect in relationship with 
with one another. That is where we find freedom. We had over 70 people go through our freedom groups yeah. last year and go through our conference, and it was life-changing, It right? is. If you've not been through freedom groups, you got to check it out. It'll be one of the biggest game changers in your life, I'm telling you right now. Yeah, it and really at the is. Movement Church, over 48% of our church serve on the Dream Team, Come on. which to me makes me so proud because we've been talking about the church it's not just a building, it's people. And we've been talking about the fact that you have a part to play. Yeah. And if you're here and you're not on the dream team yet, there is a space for you because God has intrinsically created you with a part to play. And because of your faithfulness and your willingness to play your part over the past seven and a half years, this is my favorite number, so get ready to cheer. Over the past seven and a half years, we've seen a total number of salvations at 2,412 people that have said yes to Jesus. That means 2,412 people that know the hope that is found in Jesus. And so I'm so excited that we get to be a part of a church that's making a difference. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19, it says, God is building a home, and he's using us all, irrespective of how we got here and what he's building. He used the apostles and the prophets for the foundation, and guess what? Now he's using you, fitting you in brick by brick and stone by stone with Christ Jesus as the cornerstone. That holds all the parts together. And we see it taking shape day after day. A holy temple built by God, all of us built into it, a temple in which God is quite at home. And I believe God is so proud of you and the movement church and the impact you're making. And so that makes me so proud of you. Come on, We're can we just give today. it up for the last seven Come and a half on. years, what God's doing and we want to share a little bit of the hope and the vision for the next few years. And, and again, I want to reiterate what my wife said. If you're brand new with us today, you found the right day to be a part of the church. You get to get a peek behind the curtains at our heart and our hope. No strings attached. No, nothing, no, no hidden agenda. This is who we are. And, and I just want to show you a real quick video just kind of showcasing our heart for, for where we're going. And then I want to share a few thoughts. So turn your attention to the screen for this real quickly. There are 7.8 billion people in the world, and 5.3 billion don't know Jesus. The church is God's strategy for the Great Commission, but the Great Commission is overwhelming when you look at the world. Yet God has given us a region. There are 2.7 million people in Orange County who don't know Jesus. 2.7 million people who don't have hope. 2.7 million who don't have freedom. 2.7 million who don't know purpose. 2.7 million who don't know God's love. And we are called to reach them. The church is the hope of the world. We are the hope of the world. Things happen in church that don't happen anywhere else. Lives are changed. Hope is restored, chains are broken, purpose is discovered. It is a city on a hill and the gates of hell cannot overcome it. The church is God's plan for reaching a lost and dying world. And God has chosen you to be a part of it. My church, my city, my mission. Come on, can you give it up? What an awesome... 
start to today. I, you know, I was sharing at our Legacy Gala on Friday, and, I, and even just last week in, in our week three of our series forward, we talked about the Great Commission, which was Jesus' plan for all that say, I'm a follower of Christ. If you call yourself a Christian, Jesus said, hey, I have a mission for you. And we read about this in Mark 16, 15, to go into all the world and preach the gospel. But this is overwhelming. 7.6 billion people in the world, 330 million people in our nation, 39 million in the great state of California. In this county alone, Orange County, 3.2 million people spread out over 34 different cities. There are cities in Orange County you've never even been to, and it's just a few moments away. Do you know that literally Orange County is the sixth highest populated county in the entire nation? And 90% of our county is unchurched. 90% of our county doesn't know the hope that is found only in Jesus. 2.7 million people. I was doing the math. If you got extremely aggressive, you, not the person seated next to you, but you, and you're like, I'm going to share my faith in Jesus with every unchurched individual in our county. If you talk to one person per minute every day for eight hours a day, you'd reach 480 people per day. It would take you 5,625 days or 15 and a half years to share your faith with every individual in the county. My friend, that is literally impossible. You're awesome. You're not that awesome awesome. And so you go, well, why, God, why God? Why did you give us a great commission to reach, to reach the whole world? It seems impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Because of this, I know God cares about the name and the story of every individual in our county. He cares about every single person. In fact, in 2 Peter, it reiterates his heart towards Orange County. It reiterates his heart towards you and towards me. It says that the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but he's patient toward you. He's patient towards Orange County, not willing that any should perish, but all reach repentance. And that's why Jesus established his church. He said, I will build the church and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. The gates of hell cannot prevail against his church. But listen to me, divided and apathetic Christians can. If we abdicate our role and we don't step up as a follower of Christ and live the life he called us to live, we can actually stop his church from being what it was created to be. And I believe at the core of who I am that God is desperate to reach the 2.7 million unchurched in our county. And listen, not only am I convinced of this, but I believe it's why God called us to plant the movement church. And I believe it's why you're here in the room today. I believe we're called to be part of the solution. And for the next few moments, I just want to unpack the vision and the heart behind where we're going over the next 10 years. I want to share a scripture with you found in 2 Samuel chapter 23, and it's an interesting passage of scripture because we hear about it with, in regards to a chief character in the Bible named David. And David was a great king, and he had some awesome warriors that assembled around him and fought battles with him, and those warriors were called David's mighty men. And of the mighty men, there were three that were strategically important. And we're going to talk about one today, and his name is Shema. Everyone say Shema. And if you can kind of at the end, spit on the neighbor in front of you, that makes it even better. Second Samuel chapter 23, it says this, and next to him, him being David, was Shema. Everybody say Shema. The son of Aji, the Herite, and the Philistines gathered together at Lehi. Now push pause for a moment. 
See, a hundred years earlier in this same location, one of the other chief characters in the Bible named Samson, you're probably familiar with him. Samson fought a battle in this same place in Lehi. There was 1,500 Philistines that had surrounded him. He didn't have any weapons, and he picked up the jawbone of a donkey, and he defeated 1,500 of the enemy soldiers. And what's interesting about the Philistines is they were completely different than the Hebrews, completely different than the children of God. They were polytheistic. In other words, they had many, many gods, a god for everything, god of the moon, of the stars, of the sun, a god of wealth, a god of prosperity, a god of fertility, a god of the harvest. And now the children of Israel, they had one god, the true living God. And the Philistines had this culture that if you need it, there's a god for it. So pursue whatever it is that you need and make sure you get it for for yourself. And if that doesn't define the culture that we live in, I don't know what does. So here's Samson at Lehi picks up the jawbone of a donkey and he defeats 1,500 Philistines. But that culture still prevailed. And 100 years later, Shema finds himself in a field in Lehi surrounded by the enemy combatants. The Bible says the Philistines gathered at Lehi and where there was a plot of ground full of lentils or beans. And the men fled from the Philistines. But he, Shema, took his stand in the midst of the plot and he defended it and he struck down the Philistines and the Lord worked a great victory. So now we see this warrior, this bad mamma jamma, who stands in the middle of a bean field to defend his people. And he fights when everyone else ran. Everyone else abdicated their role to stand and fight. Everyone else fleed in the midst of fear and insecurity. But David's mighty man, Shema, stands in the middle of this bean field because he knew that food supplies were running short. And he knew if he didn't defend this field, his nation, his army, his brothers and sisters could go hungry. He knew he could not allow this ground to be lost. My friends, you and I, we live in a world that is hungry for hope and for healing. And Jesus calls himself the bread of life. In John 6, 35, he said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall not thirst. What I love about the story of Shema is that he could not defend all of Israel. All of Israel was too great, but he could defend that field. So he stood in that field and he fought and saw a victory. And I believe that God has given the movement church a field. The Great Commission is overwhelming billions in our world, millions in our nation, our state, and our county. But I believe God has given us a field and our field is your city. I'm not talking about the person seating next to you, but you, your city is our field. And we are fighting so that the unchurched people in your city can experience the bread of life. There's three numbers I want you to remember as we go on through our day very quickly because we're running out of time. And those three numbers are 27, 14, and 1. Say it with me. 27, 14, and 1. Here's our belief and our hope and our prayer that over the next 10 years, we are going all in to see 27,000 find Jesus, 14,000 find mission, and a home for everyone. 27, 14, That's right. We really believe that God has given us the mission to see 27,000 find Jesus. Our mission at the Movement Church has always been to reach the unchurched in Orange County. 
So 27,000 represents 1% of the unchurched population starting a relationship with Jesus. 27,000 discovering the bread of life, finding hope. We also want to see 14,000 find mission. See, our field is 17 cities of South Orange County. This is the field that God has given us as the movement church to reach. And 14,000 represents 1% of the unchurched population in these 17 cities. 14,000 attending the movement church, walking in purpose, influencing our state, and impacting our world. 27, 14, and one. A home for everyone. So listen, we want a campus, a movement church campus within 10 minutes of everyone in those 17 cities. A movement church campus that is a community of faith where you are known and you're needed. A community that is actually impacting the lost, the rejected, the orphaned, and the neglected both locally and globally. 27, 14, 1. This seems like a big goal. When you look at 10 years, the numbers are huge. But can I just tell you, those of you that are new to the journey, seven and a half years ago, this church didn't exist. That's right. There was no movement church. We moved to Orange County, didn't know anybody. It was on a, a hope and a prayer like a journey song and a few other things in between. And, and here we are seven and a half years later, three services, but more importantly, 2,400 people that have said yes to Jesus. And I believe that we can make a difference in the county we live in. But here's our goal over the next three years. Over the next three years, we want to do three specific things. Number one, we're going to secure a permanent home for the movement church. Come on, somebody. Number two, we're going to launch a second Orange County campus, and I'm excited about it. We're, doing, we're taking bids for what city, but we'll tell you what that is later on. And number three, this is something you've probably not heard of yet. We want to launch Hope Haven. Everyone say Hope Haven. And our hope with this is to provide faith-based housing to answer the foster crisis in California. And let me tell you exactly why. Oh, that's worth a hand clap. Thank you. This past Thanksgiving, I was watching a movie, and I've seen it like three or four times, and the movie is called Instant Family with Mark Wahlberg, and uh, I'm not saying it's sanctified by the blood of the lamb, but it's definitely hysterical. So I was laughing hard, and then I'm crying as this family is taking in foster kids, and it's been on our heart to make an impact in the foster community for years, but we just haven't known what steps to take, and here I am crying, moved, knowing that there's 8,932 kids in our foster system right now, and I just felt like the Holy Spirit leaned in and said, what are you going to do about it? And I was like, oh, okay, all right. I hear you loud and clear. So we decided, all right, let's be aggressive, B-E, aggressive. And, uh, and so you almost did the cheer. You were so close. I'm glad I stopped us. <laughs> Our hope is to begin buying homes And the movement church will pay the salary of a mom and dad to live in those homes so that we can become a solution for the foster community, so that we can create a space. We can't impact all 8,000 kids, but if we can get five, three or four or five kids for two weeks or two months or two years and create a space in a home, come on, how awesome would that be? 
So our prayer is not that we become a divided and apathetic gathering, but rather we become mobilized, assembled believers who are more than a church, but we're a movement. And the movement begins and apathy ends. Listen, the moment that I take ownership for my role in God's plan, the movement begins and apathy ends the moment you take ownership for your role in God's plan. This is my church. It's my city. It's my mission. Listen, it's your church, your city, and your mission. 27, 14, 1. I hope you just walk away today with that in your heart. My church, my city, my mission. This is, this is for you. So what does it look like to take ownership? Hey, we are asking for you to take ownership in your church. It's not Pastor Carrie and Megan's church. It's your church. I want you to think of it like my church. So make Sundays a priority. We've been talking in this series about the the importance of the church, of why we assemble and we gather together. Make Sundays a priority. Be in the room. Make connect groups a priority. Get in relationship with some other people, some like-minded people, because we believe life change happens in the context of relationships. Make the dream team a priority. Find your part to play. Listen, we are not looking for perfect attendance. We're not asking for you to make the church an accessory to your life, but make it a priority. Make it a priority. Hey, take ownership in your city, your city. God placed you in a city and on your street to impact the one who is far from God. Now listen, statistically speaking, the chances are you are the only churched household on your street. That means God placed you there for a reason. So share your faith and invite people to church. And then we're going to ask you to take ownership in your investment. Right, Absolutely. Babe? Listen, the truth is none of this is possible unless we make it a priority financially. Now listen, if, this, if you're new to our church or the movement church isn't your home, man, again, you get a hall pass on this. But if you call this place your home, I want to encourage you to join us on the journey. Here's our goal. Our goal is over the next three years to raise $1.2 million, which really is a drop in the bucket in comparison to what God wants to do. 800000 towards a building hub, 250000 towards the launch of our first campus, and 150000 towards Hope Haven. 250000 towards the launch of our next campus, and 150000 towards Hope Haven. So I know you probably have some questions you're probably asking. Question number one, do we have a building yet? Nope, we don't. We don't have a building yet. But we want to be ready for when we find the right one or the right one presents itself. Proverbs 24 says this, put your outdoor work in order and get your fields ready. After that, build your house. When you're planning to purchase your own home, you don't find the home that you love and then begin saving towards a down payment. No, you organize your finances, you start saving, and then you begin looking. That's exactly what we're doing. We want to be ready. So 800000 is not the actual loan. It's a down payment on a loan, or it's towards retrofitting our hub, the space where we're going to be mission control to launch campuses and to make a difference in the county that we live in. That's right. And you might be asking, okay, 250,000 towards launching a campus. Do we know where we're going to launch this campus yet? 
No, we don't. But do you know what we are doing? We are looking at our database and we're evaluating where each one of you are coming from to show up at the Movement Church and evaluating where we need to launch that next campus. And when we identify that place, we will send $250,000 to get that campus started as well as we're going to be asking 100 of you to go and join that campus to make that campus happen because that is how we do church. And then maybe you're here and you're going, okay, well, where will Hope Haven be? We don't know. We have no clue. We just know that God has given us the mandate as a church to make a difference and an impact in the foster care system of Orange County. And we believe that what could happen if we could buy a home and if we could find a couple, a mom and a dad who were willing to live in that home, we could pay their salary for them to parent some foster kids who need a place to call home so that they can find purpose and know that there's hope for them. What if we could do it. So we're going to ask the right questions. We're going to lean in and we're going to gather information. We're going to challenge the status quo, but we believe this is something God's called us to accomplish. And one home is just the beginning. Yep. The hope would be that in 40 or 50 years, we have 40 or 50 homes all over Orange County. I mean, this is just the beginning. Seven and a half years ago, there, there was no church called the Movement Church. And we were raising money, trying to figure out how to make it happen, and meeting people in Starbucks, trying not to sound like used car salesman and a multi-level marketer. Hey, you want to come to my church? Yeah, where is it? It doesn't exist yet. I promise we're not weird. We sent out mailers, like little pieces of mail that eight and a half by 11 go, man, oh, Hopefully these hit the right mailboxes and people who need a community of faith will show up. And day one, 161 people showed up. Some of the people who got those mailers are still here today. Our children's pastors, Joe and Katie, got a piece of mail and showed up. And now your kids, their life is better. And that happened because some people just stepped out in faith and said, you know what? It seems overwhelming and impossible. But with God, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. So we're not just like shooting from the hip. Yeah, let's just try something. I don't know why I sounded that way, but I'm from Texas. Please forgive me. We're leaning into wisdom. We're leaning into wisdom. Proverbs 24 says, by wisdom a house is built and through understanding it is established. We have trustees, three businessmen and women who are in our church that make sure we're making great choices with our finances. We can't sign and get a loan or get property. They have to approve of that. And we set that up so that we don't just run after something blindly and make foolish choices. We've got great people in our world. We've hired some consultants to make sure that we're organizing everything behind the scenes so that our structure can support it. We're leaning into businessmen and, and women who work in the banking industry to make sure our finances are ready for what God wants to be, bring our way. And I'm just asking that you join us on the journey. And the hardest thing is that I'm asking you to invest in a building that you can't see and, and to invest into a campus that you may never attend. And to invest in some foster kids you may never meet. So I get that that's a big challenge. 
But the reason we're doing that is that 27,000 can find Jesus. 14,000 can find mission. And everyone finds a home. So here's my ask. For those of you that call the Movement Church home, we'll never ask you to give, never have, never will. We would just ask, hey, why don't you ask God what he would have you do? And then be obedient. I'm gonna ask you to, over the next two weeks, to pray through the lens of radical generosity and join us on a three-year financial journey to impact your city. In your seat, when you came in, there was a card that looked just like this, 2714. And on the back of it is two portions of this card. It's perforated so you can tear it apart. And I'm gonna ask in just a moment as we begin to close our service that you read this top part and pray through whether or not this is the right journey for you. There's three different things. It says, I'm committing to, over the next two weeks, to pray about one of the following. I'm committing to begin tithing and remain faithful over the next three years or continuing to faithfully and consistently return my tithes over the next three years or join our legacy team, which I talked to at our legacy gala, to join our legacy team by giving a committed amount over and above your regular tithes for the next three years. I'm just gonna ask you to pray about those for the next two weeks. But today I'm gonna ask that if this is right, that you fill this card out and check that box. You don't have to, there's no pressure. The doors of our church will be open to any and everyone for the rest of our life. I'm just asking if you call this place home over the next two weeks, would you pray about joining us in this journey and then make a commitment. The right commitment for you and your family. You say, this is my church, my city, my mission. We're going to reach 27,000 to find Jesus, 14,000 find mission and a home for everyone. You know, we're about to conclude our service today, but I just wanted to take us back to the scripture in that location of Lehi. I told you about Shema, and I also told you about Samson. And what's interesting about the story of Samson is just after he defeated the Philistines with the jawbone of a donkey, he was exasperated, he was hungry, he was parched and felt like he was dying of thirst. And he was crying out to God saying, did you bring me here just so that I can die? Did I fight this battle for you just so that I could now lose my life? And he was crying out to God saying, I'm hungry and I'm thirsty. And what I love about this location of Lehi, we read in Judges chapter 15, verse 19, it says this, and God split open the hallow places that is at Lehi and walked Water came out from it, and when he drank, his spirit returned, and he was revived. The same territory Shema defended. The same place he said, this is how we bring nourishment and food to my people. In this same place, Samson drank the water and was revived. And I believe that God's called us to defend a field, that God wants to revive Orange County again. It was right here, just not too long ago, that a major move swept across the nation, called the Jesus People Movement that changed the spiritual fabric of our nation forever. And I believe God is up to something again. And I believe he wants to use the Movement Church to revive our county one person at a time. But listen to me, revival begins when you take ownership. Revival begins when we say no to apathy, when we realize this is my church, this is my city, this is my mission. I wanna challenge you just to join us in the journey. I know we unpacked a massive vision today for what God wants to do 
through the movement church, which means what God wants to do through you. And it can feel big and overwhelming, but yet God is intricately involved in every single detail to make it happen. With man, it might seem impossible, but the scripture tells us that with God, all things are possible. And we are living in a day that is so exciting. That's right, if you're gonna clap, let's clap. To be a part of, because God is doing something in our region. And I believe he's gonna use the movement church to make a strategic impact in this nation. And maybe you're here and you're going, man, this sounds exciting, but, but honestly, I don't, even, I don't even know where I stand with God. And I just believe that as much as God is working in the intricate details of our life as a church, he's working in the intricate details of your life as well. I don't believe it's by accident that you showed up here this morning. I believe that God desires a relationship with you. And I don't know what your faith background is. And maybe you came in and you've been wrestling with your faith. Maybe you're here and you've been running from God. And I just believe today is the day to come back. Or maybe today is the day to make a decision that says, you know what? I'm not going to keep trying to do this life on my own or living just for myself. I realize that there is a bigger picture. And today I want to make a decision to follow Jesus and be a part of his plan and his mission. Because he's got a plan for your life. And I believe that's why you're here. So I want to take a moment and invite you to pray a prayer with me. And if you're here and you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, this is your moment. And if you're here and you've been running from God, today is the day to come back. And this is your moment. And I'm going to invite you to pray a prayer with me, not out loud. And I'm not going to ask you to get out of your seat, but in the quietness of your heart between you and God. Would you take a moment and make this prayer your own? Would you bow your heads and close your eyes, everyone in the room? And if that's you and you need to make a decision today, to follow Jesus for the first time or the first time in a long time, would you just pray this simple prayer with me in the quietness of your own heart? Say, dear God, I know that you're real. I know that you love me. Thank you for choosing me. Thank you for, for forgiving me. Thank you for chasing me down. And today I'm making a decision to follow you. And all around this room, if that's you and this is the decision you're making, make these words your own. Simply say, Jesus, I give you my life. In Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer with us today, we are so excited to be a part of this journey with you. Please email us at info at theocmovement.com. And if you were not in the area, we would love to help you find another life-giving church near you. Please send us an email at info at theocmovement.com. Thank you again for listening to another inspiring message from the Movement Church.